Hi, everybody. Welcome to Shut Up and Laugh. This is Brian Trendler. I am your podcast host. And this week, I get to have an interview with a very special lady who I only recently met. And I'm not going to talk about her just yet. I want to go ahead and give a quick shout out uh, to the sponsors of the Shut Up and Laugh podcast series. The first one being a company called Dreamosity, a social media training company. She's a leader out there teaching people everything they should be doing correctly with social media and marketing oneself. So thank you, Marcel Allen, for that sponsor, LT's Pet Sitting. Uh, this is a gal. Yes, she is actually my sister, but hey, nothing wrong with supporting family. She will come to your home. She will take care of your pets as if they are your, as if they're hers. And basically to give you the feelings of support when you're either on vacation or you can't get home on time, she'll literally spam you with pictures of the happy cat or happy dog or whatever the case is and take care of your needs. We also have Gentle Frog Custom QuickBooks Training, long name, but Rachel is one of the Pacific Northwest's highly, most highly rated QuickBooks trainers. And she will definitely take care of your business and teach you all of the best practices and most important, wipe away those bad practices. So if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of my podcast series, um, you can go directly to anchor.fm forward slash shut up and laugh and click the sponsor little button and take a look at packages that are available. So without further ado, I get to say hello to today's guest. Uh, please welcome everybody uh, who's listening on the podcast and now watching via the Zoom uh, mini episodes. Um, Audrey, and Audrey, I forgot to ask you, I don't want to mess it up. Is it Kohler? Yes, it is okay. Kohler. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> All right. So Audrey Kohler, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. This is, this is great. <laughs> So Audrey listened and watched and or watched one or two of the episodes, everybody. She kind of knows what she's getting into. But those of you who don't, Audrey has no idea what type of questions I'm going to ask her. So uh, we're not here to throw anybody under the bus. It's to uncover, uh, you know, things and opportunities and views and opinions of everyone that I get to sit across from, even in this little digital divide that is now the Zoom world that a lot of us live in. But Audrey, I was introduced to you only a couple of weeks ago. And yeah. if we're being yeah. honest, it was by your mother. It was. Which sounds like this is going down a weird Tinder profile type of story right. or something like that. But no, it was a networking group. And there were a number of us, little miscellaneous bobbleheads spread across the screen. And you played with me. You participated in uh, improv exercise that my company is slowly becoming infamous for called Curveball. That now. was a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so we're going to circle back to that in just a minute because I want to hear oh your gosh. opinions about that. But sure. at the same time, as you know, uh, participating or listening to one or two of these previous broadcasts, I do a deep dive into all of my interviewee victims. I, I mean, uh, guests. And to be completely honest, girl, you're locked down. Am I? Not, See, I was, I was actually interested about this part because I'm curious <laughs> to know what, what people can find yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, I had to call uh, my FBI sources, a couple uh, CIA agents, a couple spooks, because it was hard to find out stuff about you. So and I don't know if that's because of your demographic and you don't want to have as much of a footprint online or not, but all I know is okay. that you are somewhere in the Pacific Northwest <laughs> yeah. and that your name is Audrey. Right. And you are originally from the Kenmore area because I know you went to Inglemore High School. 
I did. Good. And we'll get to this cool author part later, but that's it. That's it. <laughs> I don't know how old you are. You could be 80. You could be 20. I don't know. You could be a super spot. <laughs> so would you care to share anything to our listeners and viewers about you that I was unable to uncover amidst sure. my stone turning? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I grew up here in the Pacific Northwest, um, Washington State to be more specific. Mm -hmm. uh, I did, I moved around a lot when I was younger though. Um, so still around the Pacific Northwest area, but oh man, I was the new kid, I think like seven times. So I, I was, I was hopping all over the place. Um, went to Inglemore High School, the Vikings, and um, had a wonderful time there. Got really involved in the, the drama department, um, met some wonderful people. And then when I graduated, I went to Cascadia College. Um, I guess I was trying to figure out what came next, um, but it was a wonderful landing spot for me. And graduated in 2016. And from there, I, like you said, it was almost hard to know where I lived. I almost didn't know what to tell people. Yeah, yeah. I um, went to Alaska, I went to Los Angeles, um, visited Portland for a period of time and was mm. kind of jet setting all over the Pacific Northwest. And um, nice. I guess I've sort of recently found my way back full circle and then you know and back to somewhere in the pacific northwest <laughs> northwest yeah mainly washington okay absolutely very good so you traveled out and about for how many years um you know i well i left washington in 2017 um i was in alaska full time for about a year and then through 2018 i was like, I think I would stay in one spot for maybe a month at a time before hopping on a plane somewhere. Yeah. Um, not always for very long, but yeah, I was at the airport, it seemed like, all the time. That's um, great, though. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I, it was something I needed to do, and it was never, there was never a point where it was easy or necessarily made sense to, like, be spending all my money on plane tickets but yeah. I felt like I I just I was in this place in my life where I was like I'm letting my heart and my gut be my compass and if there's a place I want to go I'm gonna try to get there yeah. and I'm so glad now that I did because <laughs> you know now we're all kind of um locked down and yeah. so I'm, I'm glad that I I took the chance when I had the time and um yeah, now I'm back and it's all been kind of a whirlwind. Now I'm back. Now I'm back. So well, you know what though? It's it's gonna change sometime, someday. 100%. No matter what anyone believes out there, I keep telling people in all these networking groups, etc. Yes. Science will provide some form of a cure. Um, if not a buffer, like right. oh, I don't know, the flu, which still doesn't have a cure. So I mean something's gonna happen at some point. And we're going to get back out there. Um, I'm looking forward to traveling to places like Renton, right. Auburn. I mean, I'm super excited. <laughs> I reach out real far. Um, but no, I, I think that's wonderful that you've been able to take advantage of that. Um, and I like the fact that you said, you know, <laughs> 
that you really maybe shouldn't have been spending all that money on plane tickets. It's like, well, I get that, but why not? Right. Exactly. Uh, so I, I think that's wonderful. And from that comes life experiences. Now, 100%. speaking of life experiences, let's go back to the beginning of our interview here where I talked about where we met. Um, yeah. Your mother is not a, a matchmaker. Um, no, she's, she's, a, she's a salesperson for a KRKO, a local uh, radio station, and she's doing quite well with that. And that's where we met through another networking group. And once again, you were there representing a different company. And we'll get to Curveball in a second. So do, sure. do you want to tell me about what you're currently doing now that your feet have landed on solid ground and sure. you're stuck here for, for a while? Absolutely. So yeah, I, um, I have recently started this, um, I guess it's been a bit of a passion project. Um, I am writing poems on postcards and I am sending them to whoever wants one. You can sign up to get them either once a week or once a month. And my goal is to, I guess, kind of close the gap a little bit. It's easy to feel far away right now and isolated, but you know, if there's something you know we're doing all the time like opening a mailbox and if that can yeah. become something that's exciting or something you look forward to or even just a small smile as a part of your day then i want to help do that so you want to be a part been, of it. that's been my my goal with it anyway i love um, that now how how has the response been so far oh it's been, it's been lovely yeah it's been sweet it's um oh man i don't know it's it's been it's been great for me because it's given me a place to like sit down like okay I have to write a poem and I have to send it out and that's mm -hmm. been nice um but I think it's it's been doing what I have hoped that it will do so yeah. people seem to be um given a sense of comfort from it so that's been that's outstanding great yeah do you ever write things that are funny? Not to say I'm poking and prodding, hoping to hear something funny here, but- A joke, right? <laughs> do, you, do you do anything that's sort of whimsical or is it is it very, I mean, like what, what type of poetry is it? Sure, yeah, it varies. I definitely, I mean, I lean into like heavy imagery. I've noticed um, mm -hmm. more alliteration than hard end rhyme, but I did, um, when we had those fires going on this past month, I wrote a poem that was, a variation of rain rain go away and instead it was rain rain come and stay please so please yeah, yeah please please come back we're sorry now, did you actually send that on a flame retardant postcard also i should have i shouldn't have, have i hope they made it i hope they made it. <laughs> So this is um, this is perfectly off off subject. I didn't actually expect to go down this route, but I'm I'm loving this. Where's the farthest postcard you've sent so far? The farthest postcard, um, not super far. I sent one to Nebraska, so oh, that was okay. a ways out. Yeah, we haven't fully we're, made it to the East Coast yet, but we're okay. halfway there. We're making well, it. We'll, we will see if we can get you there. Yes. Um, Give it uh, now. How do they get in touch with you if they want to start receiving postcards? Sure. So it's through my Patreon. So you can go to patreon.com/slash passenger poet, and I will. 
hopefully okay. pop up. Hopefully yeah. that gets you Yeah, there. well, that is where, and I, and, I, and I knew that, and I already saw that. So I'm glad you knew the answer to, yeah. to the uh, question. So yeah, and then um, once this all goes live, we'll go ahead and post that link. So maybe we can start getting you some connectivity, maybe even outside of the US. That's pretty Maybe, exciting. maybe, I mean, maybe. If we can't travel to the outside, at least, you know, someone will take a piece of paper. Absolutely. And, uh, stamp. Um, okay, so real quick, let's go back to Curveball. This is just a purely selfish indulgence here. You got to experience the curveball improvisational game, which for any of your viewers or, or, or listeners, it's a, it's something that my other company, Shut Up, uh, well, Shut Up and Lab is the podcast here, Laugh Tech, that stands for Learn About Funny Techniques. So we actually, my business partner and I, teach people to become better speakers using humor. So with curveball, it's just kind of an interesting thing to get people's either blood boiling <laughs> or, or circulation and heartbeat up because you're given a random word and you just talk about it. And then after a few seconds, you're given another word and then another word and you stream it together in, into a sentence. So that look you just gave me, which is now permanently on video and will be, you know, you Oh know, gosh, no pressure. That was the same look. I'm not going to do it with you right now. I'm not going to oh. toss curveballs your way, okay. but what did you experience? Because the look you just gave me was the same look as a few weeks ago. You were like, oh God, what have I gotten into? <laughs> so what do you think it are, you know, what, what did you experience basically? I'm, yeah, I'm well, I, um, I think it's fun to, I guess, be in a space where you are um, put on the spot. I don't think that's something that we get to do very often, especially in an environment that is um, a safe environment or a comfortable environment. You know, usually if you're put on the spot, it's it's a scary thing. So I think that's a part of why people have that initial like, oh my gosh, deer in the headlights reaction, because that's what we Volcanic, associate yes. with. Um, <laughs> but when you're put on the spot and it's a game and it's a way to um, you know, come out of your shell a little bit and maybe even find out that maybe you're funnier than you think you are, that you've given yourself credit for. Um, it's fun and it, it's fun to test yourself and, you know, see, oh, well, can I do this? Can I talk about this random thing? Can I take this curveball and make it work? Um, it's a lot of fun. You even had the little, 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 little head bob going. Go. <laughs> right. So I asked that honestly, you know, since we're putting all of our cards out here on the uh, uh, table, this isn't your first stint with improv. Um, amidst my stone unturning and sleuthing, I learned that you belted out the national anthem oh, in front of your entire oh. class and audience in first grade, acapella, yep. no less. You're and telling you me you couldn't stunned. find anything on a deep dive. That's you, a pretty deep you, dive. <laughs> <laughs> I went back to first. I interviewed your teacher. She's on the show right now. No, um, it was it was interesting. Did you know that if you're quiet in that room to this day, you can still wow. hear your echo? Powerful. It's powerful, powerful stuff. stuff. Yep. So you did that and you wowed folks as well as you did a little stint to the Seattle Children's Theater, uh, Youth Theater Northwest, and even a theater camp. What drove you, Audrey, to do that type of thing? And tell us about those experiences. Sure. So yeah, I mean, I guess you're you're hitting the root of it. I mean, that was yeah. um, those were really my first experiences on stage or in the theater. Yeah. You know, it was through school. It was through these theater camps when I was younger. 
Um, and from there, I was fortunate, um, actually at Ingemar High School, we had this incredible improv program mm. at Unexpected Productions, which is uh, this wonderful improv theater here in Seattle. Um, actually, the gum wall is the wall to their theater. So I'm familiar awesome with that. place. Um, and they sent their performers to the schools and taught improv. And so yeah. I was learning from some really incredible people. Um, Mr. Tracy was our instructor. Um, absolutely hilarious, absolutely brilliant on stage. And it, I mean, the theater in, in high school, especially was like my home. Like I was eating lunch in there. I had like two periods a day there. Yeah. And um, from there, I, it became, I guess, a comfort for me. Yeah. I, I yeah. love it, you know, and it stuck. And um, in Los Angeles, I was working with the Los Angeles Theater Center, and that mm. was great. Um, in Alaska, there was this amazing show we did called Here's Looking at You, Casablanca. Wow. Um, and it was this immersive theater experience that was, um, you know, half scripted and half just you have your character and you walk around and you speak with people. And oh, okay. It was, you know, an absolute joy. Um, I've done things with unexpected production since then. Um, yeah, and I hope I never stop. I mean, it's just one of those things I think, like you say, it was built in from very early on. And yeah, um, yeah it's, it's been a joy ever since. So it, it, it sounds like all of those creative choices you've made over the year, years, those, those are kind of baked into you, into what makes you be you. Um, did you experience through the middle schools, the high schools, any situations where it limited you or were there any situations where you kind of had to defend your position? And, and I'm asking this from a place of um, <laughs> this is I'm, I'm going to age myself right now. So, you know, I, I went down the exact same route. I was more of one of those middle people in high school. I knew a bunch of the stoners, man. And at the same time, I knew a bunch of the jocks and stuff like that. I was kind of friends with everybody, but I was really in the middle. But I went down um, at that point. It was called Glee and people weren't teased at that point. Nice. So I, I did the choir. I did the Glee. I had an acapella group. So booyah, we're like, we're like, I don't know carved from the same you know <laughs> note um but we were also shunned at the same time you know theater was wasn't looked at you know as it is I think today we also didn't have social media we didn't even have cell phones for crying out loud so again right. that's where I just dated myself we used stone tablets um oh, you, you know uh, like you know, did you run into any situations where it was rough for you or did it did it matter you know, I, well, I was a late bloomer, so we'll start there. Okay. Um, so I think any uh, adversity I was facing, which, um, you know, was, was not a, a lot or anything compared to, I know what some folks can go through, sure. um, but especially being new so much, I think theater was my consistency. Mm -hmm. So it gave me a place to, um, I guess, find a way to either fit in or integrate myself. And that was a consistent throughout, which was miraculous. Yeah. Um, it if it was limiting, I, I would say that I simultaneously, while I was finding a group, group of people that I connected with, I was also isolating myself from 
the rest of school because it was where, you know, I ate lunch there. I had, you know, it was on my mind all the time, memorizing lines and yeah. going to rehearsal. And I realized at graduation, I was looking around at my class and I was like, I don't think I met most of you, you know, and it yeah. made me, you know, it was a little sad in some regards, but at the same time, I was fortunate to have a group of people that I was close with. And um, yeah, so it's a catch 22. Well, yeah, but at the same time, it sounds like you came out on the positive end for lack of better words, because so many times, especially nowadays, people are so polarized, A, <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> and then they're taking those, those situations, and this is more of a pre-COVID thing as far as they're taking that angst, they're taking that frustration out on their schoolmates. Um, that is actually one of the twists behind small benefits of where we're at right now. Yes, distance learning is difficult, but there's not a lot of, from what we're hearing and seeing with some of our, our client base with the other company that people are getting what they can out of distance learning. Definitely. They're still connecting, but some of those classifications or challenges that exist in high school for example, they're they're not there as much anymore. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. But I'm thrilled to hear that for you it was a positive experience. As I as I stutter here. Um, okay, so I want to talk about this amazing book of yours. For those of you who don't know yet, um, you're a published author. I and, am. Uh, you are. Congratulations. <laughs> um, you wrote a book called Passenger Poet. And I want to explain to everybody, you know, what I found out about it, but I'll do that in, in, in just a minute. I want to hear about, well, with all your creative circles and outlets that we've spoken about, how did you land on poetry? Why did that become a thing that you needed to do in order to express yourself? I mean, instead of just laugh and smile, which is, which is a beautiful thing that a lot of people don't do. So, I mean, how did you fall in love with poetry? I love that question. Thank you for asking that question. Um, you know, it's, it's a great, it's a good question for one. Oh, thank you. Um, it, I wrote it myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, Poetry sort of followed me. I didn't expect it, I think, as much as the next person. Um, it was something that I, you know, I think kind of, you know, wrote off, um, for lack of a, you know, pardon the pun. Um, yeah. But like, I think we wrote some in elementary school and we had a unit in middle school, uh, but it wasn't until I had my um, AP English class junior year my teacher, uh, Mr. Trafford, who's an amazing teacher, he showed us a poem and it was actually pretty dark. It's like about a deer that like gets hit in the road or something and they have to throw it over the side of the fence. It's not great, but it was like, it was tragic. But it was the first time that I realized a poem could make me feel anything. Oh, okay. And so that was intriguing to me um, and then at Cascadia College, we had a poetry unit um, and we had to write in our poetry journal every day. Mm -hmm. And when the class was over, I just kind of kept writing it, yeah. um, not thinking too much of it. But that was the first time I was really, I just had all my poems in one place and I was, you know, the list was growing. 
And when I moved to Alaska, I again was new and I was like, I better, you know, I ought to get to know some folks. And I saw a poster on a bulletin board for Wishkanadai, which was a local poetry organization. And they said, hey, we have like an open mic poetry slam. Come on in. Um, wow. so I went and I, with the intention of just meeting folks, um, I brought some of my poems along and was performing them. And it wound up being a competition, which I wasn't expecting. I thought, talk about being on the spot. I thought, yeah. like, Curveball be damned. <laughs> like, oh, you know, snaps, like show up, we'll, you know, read your poems. But it, yeah. it was a contest. Um, and I wound up doing pretty well. And wow. I wasn't expecting it. So I made it through that round um, and wound up qualifying for the Grand Slam which was the following December. <laughs> so all of a sudden, right, there's pressure to do well and, you know, yeah. perform in front of all these folks. And um, yeah, I did well in that too. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so we're, when, when you were on stage the first time and you were looking at the mic and looking at the audience slightly blurred because you're focused on this thing that's going to literally determine how you're heard and listened to. I just have to know, did you have hair all parted on one side and have the, have the fedora and, you know, and like the shawl or, or did you look somewhat like you do now and just maybe look like a, a, a sane person be, before all of that occurred? Before all the snapping, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was lucky I did dodge the fedora. Uh, <laughs> we, made it, we made it past Thank that. You. Okay, um, good. I think my hair was, I don't know if it was all to one side, okay. but. Um, was it was it covering half of your face like a little like yeah girl? probably a little a little closer okay. to your yeah so yeah that. moody yeah um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did I was wearing my Doc Martens though so you know oh okay right. so gotta, I guess that cancels out the need for fedora right <laughs> yeah we swapped one for the other yeah. all right well good all right well thank thank you for sharing that uh, <laughs> um, I want to share with with everybody now what this book is all about and it is easy to find you type in passenger poet and you pop up um you don't even have to use your name because i don't think anyone ever put those two words together ever in since the dot of time um <laughs> at least i couldn't find it on my stone tablet um <laughs> but i have to say i immediately thought to myself well I, I should probably figure out what this thing is about first before i interviewed you and and again uh, for any of the audience that that cares my my amazon account is being weird I, I wasn't able to actually order it didn't like my card or something maybe because it's made out of rubber but point is is that in 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 reading the structure behind what this is it basically says how do you tell your boyfriend of three years you are moving to alaska without him uh, think eat pray love meets into the wild now Audrey, I will have to say, I am not a consistent poet or poem reader. Um, I am entranced and intrigued by what I read right there. I want to know more. I'm going to order the book. I'm going to read through it. And we might have to have like a, what is a scat yes, session or some point absolutely. after the fact. Um, <laughs> tell us about it. And would you be willing to even read a little excerpt from your book to our audience and, and and you have it right can 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 you hold yes, it up i have it i have hey, it in my hands which is this alone like just being able to hold it is like 
I feel the wildest good. thing for me. Doesn't that feel um, good? You deserve it. That's it fantastic. Feels good. It feels good. It does. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, this is my book, which I'm going to say over and over because I still can't believe it. Um, yeah, it, it came about kind of, like I said, you know, I, I moved to Alaska. I mm -hmm. did, um, have to, uh, leave someone behind, which was very, very hard. Broken um, heart. Huh? A broken heart. Broken heart. Yeah, it was, um, Oof. not the happiest thing. Um, okay. but I did, I did do it and found um passenger poet i guess along the way these are all of the poems i have uh compiled together through my travels and experiences and plane rides um and yeah now it's now it's a physical and that's your book <laughs> right there here it is Look at that. <laughs> book that's so exciting um and considering you're what 35,000 years old. I couldn't guess your mm -hmm. age. I would, you always start high and work your way down. There you go. Um, yeah, we'll wheel it back yeah, from, yeah, from we'll, quite we'll that old. Mid 20s. That, that's my guess. No, it's an incredible accomplishment. And I know you really don't know me from a hole in the ground, but I'm proud of you. I think that's fantastic. Oh, uh, I've been part of two books, you know, since I started adulting, which I don't do very well. I'm basically a 12 year old stuck in a grown man's body. But, oh, same. Um, it's, it feels great. It, it, it's, it's, and it's deserved. I think people that I, I think everybody has a book in them in some way, shape or form, yes. whether they can turn it into a story, whether they can turn it into prose, who knows? Oh, I'm rhyming. Look, but I, I think it's great. So are you willing to read something from your, your book, by the way, you have a book. My book. My yes. Real yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Ooh, okay. How about this? I'll have you choose which one you want to hear. How's that? All right. Yes. Okay. Would you like to hear Denny's? Would you like to hear <laughs> uh, Fever Dream? Oh, man. Or we can hear um, almost self-titled, How Do You Tell Your Boyfriend of Three Years You're Moving to Alaska Without Him? I, I think we should leave the last one to everybody who buys the book because yes. I, I also want to see the um, AMC special about that as well. Um, yes. let, you know, I have I have a love affair with Denny's and there's a there's a story behind that, too. So let's go ahead and hear Denny's. OK, and so this is titled Denny's. Here we go. From your book. From my book, from my real that, book. That you wrote. That I really wrote. Okay. And that's published. Go ahead. <laughs> OK. Denny's. I could have sworn that night would be harmless. Nothing important has ever started or ended with pancakes. So what was it then? What drew the conversation to being lonely? When did I wonder how close I could be to you before smelling the coffee you held to warm both of your hands? Thank goodness there is comic relief from syrup pouring faster than we thought. <laughs> yes, blueberries do remind me of summertime. You've been having trouble keeping my name from your mind. Oh, do your lips taste the same as they used to? Laughing again, because <laughs> there are idiots building black holes in a lab somewhere because you said you're too full for toast as you take another bite because I'd like to build a house on the moon and you prefer a mansion on Mars. I know it could not be midnight forever, but for a time, I thought it might. 
I forgive you for letting me leave. I regret the somewhere else I had to be. The end of that one. Wow. <laughs> okay, so I'm the type of guy that I'll read something or I'll, I'll hear something like that. And by the way, beautifully read. Oh, Absolutely okay. love that. I related to way too much from what I right? heard. <laughs> yeah. um, and that to me scares me in, in the sense <laughs> that I love the fact that, you know, I don't know if that's the best marketing campaign, but Denny's is often synonymous with loneliness it's true. <laughs> and, and depression and or saying goodbye night. and the whole check please type of mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I can relate to the syrup running too fast. I have ruined a stack of pancakes with the wrong flavor even. Oh, too often. Yeah, and uh, that's that's really, that's, that's, that's surprisingly deep for a Denny's restaurant. Thank you. I love you know, that. It's, it's exciting to hear you say that too, because what, what I hope this book does is show people that poetry is not just like hoity-toity, like glasses up the nose, like, I understand this and you don't. Mm -hmm. And it's not just, you know, there's like this whole Instagram poetry thing too, which is like, I loved you and now I don't. And that's like the whole thing, which is fine and it's over right too, you know? But you can, you can find poetry in your everyday life. Sometimes it's, you know, you look outside and it's the leaves changing color and it's like, you just see it and it's beautiful. It's yeah. anything that makes you kind of stop and say, wow, this is wonderful, or this is terrible, or this happens all the time, but isn't that strange? And yeah. it's something we all, like you say, we all have those things. Um, but if this can help you slow down and find the little bit of magic that's in every day, um, then that would, I hope, I hope it helps with that. I love that. And once again, you are reminding me of so many things I've experienced too, aside from heartbreak and loneliness. Um, right. <laughs> aside from uh, um, I, I, I did a road trip once back in, back in the day and we hit Denny's all over the place, yes. like literally between, well, it was pretty much cross country type of experience. And we rated our experiences in the States based off of the quality of the coffee at the Denny's. I love it. So it, it was funny because we would we would watch the waitress because let's face it, most of them were female. So I can say that and not feel like a total, you know. That's fair. That's fair. Jerk. <laughs> we we watched the poor, rated the skill, rated the spills. Oh my god. Rated the uh, the uh, color of the coffee as as it hit that typical white, way too thick brim. And then when you put your creamer in, depending on how you swirl it. A, a low quality, low brow coffee, like <clears throat> Idaho, <clears throat> um, <laughs> everything there was horrible. Uh, the swirl would look like a defeated pile of creamer. Like it would, it would chunk oh, no. up. It was, it was, it was like it was, a sad it, cloud. It was, it, it was a sad cloud, but a, oh. a decently brewed cup of Joe would disperse and you could do a nice little swirly and watch wow. it all mix. so yeah so again we had way too much time on our hands back in the back in the 1990s so i uh, love that yeah. though yeah so i i absolutely relate to that so what yeah. other types of things can people expect from your book sure um so i i try to have a variance of things like that that's like okay this is at a denny's and i know what denny's looks like and i have been here and had this experience yeah. um there's also some that are a little more like 
um, abstract, I guess, but nothing too crazy. And my goal is, you know, I wrote this book and these words were mine and I put them on the page, but now they're yours. When you pick up this book, they're for you. You can apply these words however you want to, um, you know, whatever it brings up for you. Like that Denny's poems for you is that road trip you took. And I love that. I, you know, there's not any one way that you have to read this. You can read it front to cover. I think it tells um, a story that way. But if you want to pick it up and you want to flip to page, you know, whatever you want to just stop the book, then do that. You know, it's it's there for you. Um, you know, if it's if it's 3 a.m., you can't fall asleep and yeah. you need to, you know, take your mind off and whatever. Just, you know. If you happen to be out of Denny's, you just open yeah, the book. Right. If you're out of Denny's, yes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> So I, I get the sneaking suspicion that you see your book, by the way, your book that you've published, feel free to hold it up again. I, <laughs> I, I think you see your book as a gift, don't you? I do. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I really, um, I have always been someone that just like feels a lot all the time mm -hmm. and cares a lot. Um, and I can't, I can't fix the world as much as I would love to fix the world, but I can, you know, maybe I can, like I said, maybe you smile when you open your mailbox, maybe yeah. you, um, you know, you're, you're up super late, you can't fall asleep and then you have a poem or, you know, whatever I can do to make you, you want to positively influence yes. around you. Right. Yeah. I love that. And I think the book is going to help touch people more that you can't physically connect with in some capacity, shake a hand, sit across a table from, et cetera. Exactly. That's not a COVID thing. It's just the reality. Right. You're going to become an international bestseller, young lady. Oh, shucks. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have faith in that. Okay. Oh, thank um, you. Tell me at, at this point in time, what is the most fun you're having right now with your business or and or everything that makes you you? Because, I mean, you're also doing virtual assistant work in some capacity, mm -hmm. correct? So you're doing yeah. VA stuff. Um, again, you're, I don't know if you realize this, but you're also a published author, um, <laughs> just in case you didn't realize that. Um, what's the most fun you're having right now? What's making you laugh? You know, I, I am, I guess, fortunate in some ways that I just, um, you know, I love, everyday things so sometimes like you say like there's a cup of coffee I make in the morning and it's just like the best thing and it's what I need and that's awesome it's fall right now I love autumn it yep. is my favorite season and I'm fortunate being in the Pacific Northwest somewhere yeah, somewhere <laughs> you know you're, the, a, you're a gum wall <clears throat> are changing and I love those tones the like the oranges and the golds and the greens and I I feel so lucky that I can look out my window and it's, you know, it's the own, it's its own kind of wonderland. So and I'm assuming there's a window right there, right now. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm looking Otherwise yes, you're having right a there's a window with <laughs> trees outside. That's, that's what's over here. All right. um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'm, I guess I'm just lucky that I, you know, have built my brain to, to look for good things. Um, Ooh, that's, that's a nugget right there. Yeah. That's brilliant. It's important. If anyone, as far as I'm concerned, from this point on, aside from the Denny's poem, which I'm in love with, if anyone gets anything out of this entire interview, it's build your brain. Yeah. And now I already forgot it. Darn it. 
build, build your, your brain to find good things. Thank you. Bah. Mm -hmm. Yes, I would have realized that with the audio extraction from that's this. All, that's but, all good. but yeah, that's that's important. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's key. Um, it actually does lend itself into the next question that I was going to ask you. And again, I'm not prying here, I'm not trying to uncover things, but mm -hmm. are there situations where you feel so this does feel like a perfect, comfortable segue that your way of viewing things and your way of addressing things, either with that laughter or with the way you've programmed your brain, have you been able to overcome tough situations or adversity because oh. of how you've got that dialed in, which I want all of my clients to learn? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's probably saved me more than once. Um, there's, you know, life is, life is, is going to have ups and downs, yeah. um, no matter who you are. And, you know, there are, like I said, I've been traveling a lot, but it hasn't, it hasn't been like, oh, glamorous, like, oh, I've got my, you know, fancy suitcase and I'm yeah. just yeah, sitting yeah. around, you know, um, it's been tough. And, you know, in, in LA, I was um, walking a lot and walking alone late at night a lot. Um, and have had some, some scary things. And there's been times where I'm like, oh, I'm traveling a lot, but also like, I don't really have a home right now. And um, sometimes that's really, really hard. Um, but when you're, when you look for things like, oh, you know, all of this is happening, but wow, it's winter right now and the snow is falling and it's so beautiful. And look at the way that the, you know, the lamppost is shining this orange light and these white flakes are just sort of lightly falling. And like that yeah. stuff is happening all the time, all around you. And when you find those things, this other stuff, this up and down, it, you can you can ride that wave because you always have this level that's you know this I don't know if it's this like you know when they say like the silver line in the cloud or whatever but it's it's there and sometimes you have to make the effort to find it but when you do it you know you take that really far I love that. By the way, best imitation of a lamp I've ever seen. <laughs> yes, yeah, that was fantastic. Funny. I know this won't work in the podcast portion, but right. yeah, that was that was spot on. Thank and you. the other interesting thing, I'm 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 experiencing all these almost freakish correlations between how you think and what we teach our client base in regard to the humor-based trainings for engagement mm -hmm. speaking. We teach people that there's a roller coaster that they experience or they have the joy of taking their, the, the audience through. And it's not just sales, it's speaking to a loved one, an unloved one, um, you know, a potential client, uh, an existing audience that's there and paid to see you speak. You take them through this roller coaster where it can start out as angry and mad and embarrassed and frustrated. And then it ends though, it, it, it always ends on a high note. So yeah. you're taking them down that dip but you don't ever want to leave them there. You have to coax them back up. And like you said, if you train people's brains to, it is kind of a silver lining, you know, you know, shot that they have to take mm -hmm. everything, everything you can yes. And out of, you can yes. say, yes. And I, yes. I acknowledge that. And, and then you can move on, but you can take them through that. And the fact that you've modeled a lot of what makes you, you, with that in mind is brilliant. And frankly, you're a heck of a farther, you know, way along than a lot of people I think are. 
um, at your ripe old age of 35,000 years. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, we're going to stick with that one, right? Yeah, we're just going to roll with that. <laughs> those stone so, tablets, I remember those. <laughs> <laughs> really hard to upgrade, let me tell right. you. Um, you're a reader, aren't you? You read a lot. Like again, one of one of my secret squirrel contacts said that you read a lot, a lot, and it actually was said that way. Um, <laughs> like you read a lot. Um, why do you read a lot? What do you get out of that? Is it cathartic? Is it is is it an escape? And at the very end, you need to tell me what a bender is. Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay. <laughs> See what I did there? I, I, okay. Yeah, no, that was that was good. Okay, okay. so uh, yes, why I love to read. I mean, I was very fortunate and still am very fortunate to have two incredible parents. Um, and I didn't live with my dad growing up, but he was always so present in my life. Never, um, it never felt like strange or weird to me. We'd, yeah. we'd speak every day. And when I was little, he would read me stories over the phone every night for it felt like so precious, incredible. But between between him and my mom, um, one and I, I say this in my acknowledgments, but one of the first things I knew about myself is that I loved to read. And it's been, again, just one of those consistencies. So why do I love it? Um, I guess I was I was taught to love it. I think that there's this, you know, wonderful thing that happens when we're staring at a page and I, guess, I don't know if it's like hallucinations or what. It's kind of a weird thing, but you're in this other world. Yeah. You meet these people, you visit these time periods that you wouldn't be able to otherwise. Um, I, I don't know. I just think it's a lot of fun. Um, a bender, <laughs> though, is... <laughs> Okay, this sounds so pretentious, but I, there's a story. My mom once was like, oh, hey, you know, she was um, visiting or something. And she's like, oh, you know, are there any books that I can read? And I was like, absolutely. And I hand her one of my favorite books and she holds it. And then she takes it and she, I can't do it with any of mine, but she like folds the spine back and she's reading it, oh. which is fine. But for me, it's like, I, I have a hard time with it. So if there's a book that's been, you know, it's yeah. been around, it's it's, it's been loved been on. It's it's crazy. it's been abused, right? It's a part of its life. Yeah. Bend away. Um, but so yeah. So for you, bending is the actual, not just opening the book, but actually wrapping it wrapping. around. So it's like yes. this. It's like the paperback treatment to a hardback, right? Yes. See, that is wrong, and those people should be arrested. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard for me. I mean, you okay. know, not to judge. You're what, actually cringing. Like, you're actually like, uh, like, you're like, you, yeah, no, you, you look like you're in pain right now. I, I can see the stress on your neck there. Okay. Right. So what, what's your position on dog earring? That one's hard for me, too. <laughs> I'm traumatizing you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why it's not. I mean, and it's very much a me. Listen, if you dog ear, great. Like, however you read, you keep on reading. Oh, I don't believe that at all. You're lying right now. <laughs> you're you're you heavily judge the dog ears, don't don't. You? I don't. I don't judge. I just. I just can't. That's all. I okay. don't know. Okay, we will leave it at that. The world now knows. 
that they will be super judged in private by you right to their face you might cringe but maybe you stepped on attack simultaneously right so, okay you never know okay good 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 um <laughs> so we're actually coming up on the hour i want to ask you uh, uh two more important questions before we get to the james lipton tribute which again you hopefully know about because you listen to maybe one of the podcasts we all have inspirations growing up if we're lucky in some way shape or form um sometimes it's tv it's someone on tv it's an actor or actress it's maybe a public figure it's Sometimes a parent, if you're if you're lucky enough, it could be a teacher. By the way, I love the fact that you know your teacher's names. I love the fact that every time you reference one, you're like Mr. James or whatever. I love that. It's fantastic, and that trust me, to them means a ton. Um, sometimes, again, so sometimes it's a teacher. It could be a pastor. It could be a friend. Who's helped you? Who's inspired you? Who'd you look up to, and or even who looked out for you? Do you care to share a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, again, my parents, I love them. I am so lucky for them. Um, Mr. Trafford, like I said, my English teacher in middle school, the, you know, he showed up every day and he, you could tell when you're a student and, oh my gosh, thank you to all the teachers just in general for what you do. It's a hard job and they don't always get um the credit that they deserve for it but you can tell when there's a teacher that is going out of their way to to try really hard every day um for their students and you can pick up on that and he was one of them um my professor uh, mr lysing from cascadia college um shout out to them everyone at wushkanadai who's a part of that group um shout out to oh i mean i loved audrey hepburn growing up too i mean she's not go. around to hear this but she um was a big influence on my life as well um yeah and, and i mean and anybody who has read any of my poems and said i like this one or keep yeah. writing um you know because I'm, I'm here and i got a whole you i was gonna say you're a public <laughs> that's so, so I, i've been very fortunate um to have, I mean, so many people, more than I can count, um, that have That's been there. Wonderful. So. Now, one thing I, I, I didn't know, just by way of not asking anyone, how long has the book been out? Um, it's just out. So it's been, okay. I think, just just a week now or just under a week. Oh um, wow! Okay, so yeah, it's, it's, it's brand it's new. So yeah, that's why I'm. <laughs> and and have have sales been good for you? They've been pretty good. Yeah. Wonderful. It's been um, good and and also fairly consistent, which is exciting. So it's not just, oh, it's out and, you know, people buying it because they feel obligated to buy it. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so yeah, you know, people are people are liking it and that's been um, really wonderful and miraculous in its own way too. I love that. Well-deserved, congratulations. Oh, thank you. That's really, really cool. Okay, so I wanna know what the one thing is that you want to leave you're now adoring fans oh, gosh. <laughs> about Audrey Kohler. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, just, just know that whatever, you know, you're experiencing in your life, just it's, it's all going to be all right. And, um, you know, there's going to be ups and downs, but, um, the fact just focus on the, on now and that you're breathing and that's amazing and um 
don't know. I'm, I'm here. My, my words are here if you need them. Oh, I love your friend. <laughs> your words are there. I love that. Okay, fantastic. Um, Audrey, thank you so much for being part of today's podcast. And again, now Zoom recording. Um, I'm really looking forward to publishing this today. And I will do it today since normally I'm every Thursday, but I'll get that done today and get it out to the, to again, your, your new adoring public above and beyond who you already had. So you want to have some fun with the uh, James Lipton nod? See if you can do the one word responses to the three top questions. I'll give it a go. I Very sure good. will. Just to give it his curveball 2.0. Yeah, no, I love it. We'll, we'll see what we can do. All right. Okay. One word. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, it could be two words, whatever, but right, well, a brief answer. So okay. what is one of your biggest pet peeves? Uh, book vendors. <laughs> there you go. Okay. And that has a dash in it. So it counts as book a vendors slash dog earring. Okay. Well, you kind of cheated because you already answered that. Okay. I mean, I guess it's kind of cheating. So Sorry. book vendors. Um, what's your favorite place you've traveled to or want to? Oh, um, Dublin, Ireland. Dublin. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very good. And if you could be known for one thing only, this is different, it's a different question than the previous one. You could be known for one thing only, what would that be? Um, my capacity for love. That's fantastic. And I love that answer. All right, so once again, Audrey, you've been an absolute joy. Um, I applaud you and your recent published author status with your pinky out. <laughs> incredibly proud of you you're going to do great things you're going to continue to, to to touch many people's hearts minds and souls i want everybody right now to go to amazon and buy it i will provide the link in the posts and um once again thank you so much for taking the time i'm going to read the little broadcast and shout out that I give to everybody. This is kind of poetic. Maybe you can rate me at the very end of this. But again, so this is for you, Audrey, and for anyone out there listening. When you're out there in between these podcasts, surrounded by people that you know and love, be a witness, be real, be present to those you care about and love. And why do I ask this of you, Audrey, recently published author? I'm challenging you all just to try it because sometimes you just need to get together, take a moment and shut up and laugh. Yes. Oh, snaps, snaps. <laughs> there we go. Perfect end. Once again, thank you. Take care. Appreciate you. Thank you.